Hello and welcome back into the Savage Situation podcast. It's your host here, Adam Savage. Good to have you guys here. And we've had such an amazing couple of seasons. We're back with a third season. Now I have a co-host every week, Ian Chambers. And we've got so much coming your way. And we have guests coming on. We're talking about the gaming world as well as, you know, things like online, lifestyle, sport as well. So it kind of encapsulates kind of everything that we like. And we hope you guys enjoy it as well. Now, one thing that's really going to help grow the show and expand to a bigger audience and broaden its horizons is if you guys do leave a review. It's really important to subscribe and follow to make sure you never miss an episode, but reviews are so key to getting us as high up the charts as humanly possible so that everyone can hear our brilliant podcast that you guys are obviously a massive part of as well. Uh, do make sure to leave a five-star review if you can. That'd be amazing with a comment as well, and hopefully it'll boost our show to outer space and beyond. Enjoy this new episode. It's a banger, if I do say so myself. I would say that though, but genuinely... Enjoy. Hello there, and welcome back into the Savage Situation podcast. Uh, this week is a is is a beauty, and why is that? Because Ian. We have ourselves a guest, my friend. Oh, I thought you were calling me a beauty. Yes, we do have a guest. <laughs> I am I'm very excited about this as well, Seth. Yeah, we uh, so so we this week have uh, I would say go as far as saying the creme de la creme in zombies lawmasters. He is a friend of mine, and for a long time, so good to have the one and only Mr. Ruffle Waffles on the show. <laughs> Milo, how are you, baby? I'm great. I'm doing. I'm doing great, and it's lovely to be here. And it's been so long that I've been meaning to do this. I know, mate. <laughs> and so it's it, nice to uh, to I, finally finally find the time. Yeah, for I sure. have been knocking on Milo's door for a long time. That sounds a, a bit weird. <laughs> it's persistent, it's sad, isn't it? It's persistent. <laughs> yeah, I've been persistent, eager because I, the wonderful story that Milo has to tell. Mate, you've been so. on the you've been on the swing set out there, looking in through the kitchen windows, like I yeah. see you, Milo. Uh, my time will come. <laughs> yeah. Did, did you ever see that movie that uh, Con Air? Did you ever see that movie and, I Steve, and so. Steve Buscemi has like a doll in like a, in like a back garden I've just been like brushing the hair of a Milo doll you're not doing yourself any favours right I now sound <laughs> you're mental. really not and that's the and next week there's no show because we're cancelled yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. just um, just before we started recording we started talking about your name Milo Mr. Ruffle Waffles indeed. and the origins yeah. of it we we're going to ask you about it but I thought Maybe I should just try and figure it out. I think I think you should. I, I, in fact, you know what? I don't have a wiki page yet, but maybe you can okay. write me one right now. Give me a g- give me thirty seconds on on who I am, where I'm from, what I what I do. That'd be great. All right. Well, I'll start with your name. So rolling on the floor, laughing. Right? It's got to be. That's got to be the ruffle. Yeah, that's the ruffle. Okay, so we got the ruffle. So that means that you are this kind of guy who's going to make me roll on the floor, laughing. And then I've just got to assume that maybe your first and favorite breakfast is waffles. That's all I can come up with. Right, so this is the thing. I have performed over the last, what, 13 years of being on YouTube, a great act of subterfuge. I have done one over on everyone, okay? I've, 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 uh, I've, I've actually um, spun out a great white lie. I don't really like waffles. Nah, I can't what? have this. You can't do this for people. It's like, people are always like, waffles or pancakes? And they think, because of my name, they're like, oh yeah, he must hate pancakes. Nah, mate, pancakes are uh, are elite. They're elite. (laughs) I mean, you can't argue with a big stack of pancakes. You know what? Can I actually go on a tangent right now? Yes. Mm -hmm. Do it. Did you know, this is ridiculous. This is actually, it's out of order. Okay. Did you know that apparently the Guinness World Record for the tallest stack of waffles is only 91 and a half centimeters? We could beat what? that here and now. Exactly. 
We, it, we could have easily done that. Now. It's ridiculous. It's honest. I don't understand. Like, there's what? news articles about it, and there's like a whole film crew in someone's garden, and they're making waffles to stack. And it's like this tall. It's like, come on, you can do better than that, surely. That's not even a meter. That yes. is embar- that's an embarrassing record. It really uh, but is. That's, this is exciting because I'm always looking for a, a Guinness World Record that we could conquer, Sav. So maybe this is the one. <laughs> this, we're <laughs> always looking for a record. It's what that. I do. I wake up in the morning. <laughs> I look at achievable world records. But I, I'm a bit concerned now, Waffles, because we've been, you know, we've been desperately trying to get you on the show. And now I feel like now that you've made that revelation that you yeah. don't like Waffles, you might lose a lot of subs and it's our fault. It, See, it, it may be the case, yeah. But you know what? My mind didn't even go to Waffles like the food. My mind went to Waffles as in like doesn't stop talking. That's where my mind went. To. Yes. Ah. Yes. Okay. And that is that is the case. Uh, yes. Uh, <laughs> it, yeah. I got there. I got there in the end. It definitely. I am really really bad at being concise. So mm-hmm. if at any point you need to cut me off, then the floor is yours. I mean, we've already <laughs> talked. We've already talked about the Guinness World Record for waffle stacking. So I, yeah. I'm excited. I'm excited to see where this will go. So I mean, yeah. we, so obviously, not Marlo. Like, you know, I mentioned in the beginning. You are, you know, synonymous with Call of Duty Zombies, and we're going to get on to that because there's a lot to talk about there. There's, there's tons yeah. to talk about. It's, it's, it's because a lot of people out there will obviously have played Call of Duty Zombies, but not to the degree that that that, that the that the Easter egg hunters go to to kind of get this thing accomplished. Mm-hmm. Well. Okay. Do you want to hear another another scary <laughs> fact? I'm 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 airing out all the skeletons in my closet right now. Let's go, baby. You really like, let's go. Let's go. I honestly think there is a big misconception about how much YouTubers actually play games just in general, right? Like if you're a pro, fair enough. You're going to obviously have to play the game day in day out, of course. Yeah. But for someone like myself, the vast majority of the work that I do is not anywhere near the game itself. Uh, and so this year, especially, I've, I've I've almost taken it upon myself to basically play sort of as little as possible so I can get more work done. Uh, and I get a lot of comments about this, or I have recently, where people have been sort of confused because they, they're like, how are you like low level in your footage? Like, I don't understand how like you're good at the game and you can do the Easter eggs like first go when yeah. they come out and stuff, but yeah. you're like level three. And I'm like, I just don't need to play that much in order to actually do the other, all the other things that I need to do. Gotcha. Um, okay, that makes sense. Yeah. With Call of Duty, it's one of those games, obviously, that the more you play it, you level up the weaponry. Obviously, there's, there's yep. lots of perks and such you can get as well. But I guess, particularly if you're telling the kind of like the, the narrative, the storyline of a game, you don't yep. necessarily need to, to you know, ha- be that higher level to, to, to get that to yep. get that story. Exactly. It's relatable to a certain degree, I guess, Sav, with, with us as um, esports broadcasters. Like, it's, it's, <laughs> so it's, yeah, no, very, very much, very much. Yeah, because yeah. we, we, we host a lot of um, different... We, we, me and Adam, we jump around when it comes to like the different games we host. One day yep. it's Fortnite, next day it's, I don't know, Valorant or Call of Duty or whatever. And it, you know, if we, I imagine if me and you, Sav, would have streamed our gameplay footage, people would be like, Jesus. what on earth is your level, bro? And also, why do you get smoked in the first second of every game? Yeah. So like, it's, it's, it's all relative, isn't it? If you can do your job without having to spend that level of time playing the actual game, then does it really matter? I don't think it does. Right, I, I, and I think it's actually important to be able to, as as someone that's like self-employed, trying to make my own way in the world sort of thing, it's important to be able to realize that playing the game isn't what pays the bills. Like that is yes. not the job. The job is all the entire world of stuff that as like entrepreneurs, all three of us do outside of like, we, we make playing the game into something much, much bigger, right? Yeah, uh, I, I tweeted recently saying that like, it's ironic that working in the gaming industry 
the, the lack i don't actually have any time to play games yeah, yes. i think that's that that's exactly what it is but yeah i mean when you when you were growing up milo as well like mm. you know there must have there must have been a starting point for you like where it all kind of began like the first game you kind of played and yeah, where, so where was your kind of origins if you will i i think origins is a zombies map was that intentional that was 100% intentional. <laughs> no, it wasn't. Don't you dare, Sam. I even said, I even said Revelations. Dare. I think Revelations oh, is one too. You I did, did, yeah. Did. Yeah, but I'm getting them all in, mate. I wish what? I hadn't noticed and you would have just been able to thread them all through. Dude, like, I'm whacking uh, it. Every, I'm bringing in my own Easter eggs to the party. There Left, are right, layers, and There are layers in this, in this pod. That's amazing. <laughs> wow. Okay, so um, I can't believe I didn't wow. catch the Revelations. Yeah, wow. So... Some of the first games I played, basically, I uh, didn't really have a lot of money growing up. I didn't really have, like, like it took me a long time relative to my friends to get, like, consoles, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Um, So uh, one of the early Pokemon games, probably Pokemon Yellow, I think I had on Game Boy. Uh, I never, weirdly, and, and this is different to a lot of my mates, I never had, like whether it was like a SNES or a GameCube or like that entire generation, I played a little bit of Dreamcast, uh, but uh, it was like borrowed from a friend. Um, <laughs> I just didn't I just didn't have the money for, for the consoles, for the games as well. Games were really, like as a kid, games, are, they cost so much goddamn so money. So expensive. Because yeah. the thing is, we, we were talking about, you know, Ratchet and Clank, we just saw that it was yep. on sale at like 53 quid or something. I'm like, that's on sale, it, that's yeah. on sale <laughs> at 53 quid. But, you know, growing up, I remember going into, I think it was Game Station at the time. I don't know if you guys had one of those near you. And I'd walk yeah, yeah, in back yeah. when those N64 boxes, that were, and, and I would, you know, pick one off the shelf and I'd be like, mum, can I get... I don't know, Super Mario 64. Wait, well, yeah, if it wasn't 50 quid. Like yeah, 50 you're quid out of your mind video. if you think I'm paying that much sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's crazy. Well, that's why there's a lot of games these days, I guess, that's why they are free to a degree because yeah. the in-game cur- the currency purchases, that's what's going to make up for kind of like, the, you know, here's the game for free. And to an extent, mm. you can kind of see why people are going to ask for like V-Bucks for Fortnite or like COD coins, whatever, because COD right. because you can play Warzone for free. You can, you know, play, I guess you have to play, have the actual game to play Zombies. I think you have to have it. But, but they also do keep doing free weeks. So there, there have yeah. been like a couple of weeks this year where they've just opened it up to everyone basically so you can get a taste and then i guess if you're hooked then you could probably get the full game but buying what like eight quid of v bucks or something is a lot more attainable than like even back in the day like buying like old pokemon games for like game boy advance it was like 35 quid per box or whatever Mm -hmm. um and so a lot of what i played when i was younger was actually weirdly enough like free games that are cereal boxes uh, and the like free demos that you'd get on like you remember like PlayStation magazine would have like a yeah like, a disc and stuff. yeah bro Hell yeah. yeah so I used to play a Ratchet and Clank demo from one of the old Ratchet and Clank games but it had no save and I, so I used to just play it until the the, the demo ran out and then just play, and it, play again. it again some yeah. Wallace and Gromit game at one point I was playing uh, there was actually oh what was it that was um what's the game. Uh, I'm going to test your knowledge here. What's the game where you like make lemonade, but not like Lemonade Tycoon? You're like, you're an animal. Um, and there's a tortoise or a turtle. Uh, right. Oh, this sounds, this sounds like I really know on the tip of my tongue. Like I know this it's, game. It's like a lemonade. well-loved franchise. Someone, someone what, like listening or watching right now is shaking their screen back and forth. Like you idiots, it's this. There's a game called Lemonade Stand, but that's not it, is it? No, okay. No. So let's... Oh. Um, Okay, maybe it doesn't have lemonade in it. Correct me if you think I've actually just <laughs> gone off the deep end there with something completely okay. else. But okay. Sly Cooper, or is it called Sly right. Cooper? Right, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, Sly Cooper, yeah. Sly, Was there lemonade it, in that? Do you mean like, going out is, of my that, mind? is Sly Cooper like the raccoon? The, like the, yeah, kind of like Sly the, the raccoon, bandit. yeah. Sly, like, or, Sly, Sly Cooper, yeah. I yeah. don't think, lemonade doesn't ring a bell. Okay, again, maybe, like, maybe I'm conflating two things, but but there was a there was a, a, a demo for that, but 
it wasn't <laughs> capped, so you could play the whole game. You just couldn't save it. So I used to leave on my like PS2 or whatever and just go through as much as I possibly could before it. Yeah, shut it was PS2. Off. Yeah, because did they yeah. not? It was like thieving raccoons or something like that. I'm not sure. There was. Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. Listen. 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 Okay. I've just I've just googled. Okay. Yeah. So apparently in Sly Cooper, yeah, you can get uh, Lemon Rage was a job for Sly Cooper in Rumble Down Under, one of the there games. There you go. Uh, maybe that was uh, it. The, the background is the gang must drive the miners out of their lemonade bar. That was like a thing. <laughs> yeah, <that's laughs> so like, I mean, you, you were weirdly on point, but at the same yeah. time, still pretty abstract. But I'm there. I'm, I'm with you. I'm, I'm, I'm there. So Milo, yeah. despite, you know, your humble beginnings and not mm. having video game consoles like readily yep. available and accessible in yep. your family home or whatever, you were still very obsessed with getting your hands on video games, right? Yeah, I mean, I, I really, I really loved them. And when I would go to friends' houses and stuff, I would definitely play. I remember like, like, I mean, it was, it, that's very much my, my origin story with, with the early games I played was, uh, playing things at friends' houses, going and playing like that weird dinosaur game on like the old original, like Apple Mac and <laughs> like Jazz Rabbit. I don't know if you ever played that. Jazz and, Rabbit. Yeah, man. Like Bomberman and like those sorts of things that, that were just not something I had access to, but I would go to my friends' houses and just never stop. You can tell um, we're in our thirties, can't you? <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, but, but the, the, the thing that's, that's weird about it is that none of that really pointed me towards like FPSs and COD. Uh, mm. It was all other stuff. I mean, one of the few games I did have at home was uh, one of the old Age of Empires games. Uh, I got gifted from a friend of a friend. They gave us an old copy of the original StarCraft and then also the expansion, Brood War. And I was just like, this is the coolest thing in the world. <laughs> but then my parents banned it because they they were like, oh, Milo, it's a 15. Yeah, you can't be, you can't uh. be playing 15s, Milo. Nuh-uh. Um, so I used to sneak in games of that on a Saturday morning when no one was awake. But uh, it reminds me of a really crazy story. When I was young, when I was younger, we used to have like because um, uh, of the age restriction. Because with movies, my parents were a lot more on it when it came to kind of like what I couldn't couldn't watch. Right? Yeah, so they'd be like, okay, okay. Um, and usually the kind of like the go to was okay. My dad would like watch a film. He record it on VHS, old school. Show my yeah. age here. He record it and be like, if he thought it was watchable for me, he'd let me watch it. If not, he'd tape over it and be like, no, nah, you can't have that. Like yeah. Predator, whatever. Yeah, 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 you can't yeah. have that. Total Recall. There's a girl with like three boobs. I wasn't, I wasn't ready for that. Like he got rid of it. <laughs> yeah. So, so, but, um, and the same with games though, it was kind of like every, everything was like, you know, up for grabs. They didn't really kind of check it too much. I remember that we used to have like these um, kind of foreign students would come and stay like over the summer yeah. to kind of like earn a bit of extra money in the house. And there were these two, two guys who came here and they actually gave me like a ton of money to say, look, can you buy us Mortal Kombat 2? Because in Germany, Mortal Kombat 2 was banned. Oh, you could not get it. It what? was x And I was like, what? They were like, yeah, you can't, you cannot get your hands on Mortal Kombat 2 in Germany. And I was like, that is mental. And I still feel bad because I never bought the game and just kept the money. Oh, so I don't know no. if you're listening. Like, oh, you look, no, you're, look, yeah, look, that's at the end of the day, order. look, look, you're a mug for giving me free money when I was like 12 years old. Uh, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to go out and source that and, and send it. Didn't give me a forwarding address for the game, mate. So yeah, do you know what I mean? Like, I'm just trying to think of other things like that. Like I remember going to cinema and, and being like 12, trying to get into a 15. And I thought if I went... Hello there. That that let me in. I remember watching South Park. I was allowed to watch South Park until my step granddad walked into the room and Chef was saying, "Suck on my chocolates, all the balls." And he comes over, turns off my TV. Couldn't watch South Park anymore. But it's like there was something just so fun about getting your hands on something that was a little bit too old for you yeah, back then, wasn't yeah. it? It was and, so and amazing. Like, I, I've always. Uh... I, I had a really big issue with it. My parents didn't really like me playing video games, uh, and so it was. It was a. A, a, a long struggle that I had with them as I was in my teens growing up of just like, yeah, I know that the game says it's an 18, but 
I'm not going to like, it's not going to mess me up from playing it because it's just an 18 because they're swearing a lot or whatever. Right. Like there were just so many instances like that Uh, with age of empires. I I convinced them it was fine purely because I was like, well, I'm learning history. So Mm -hmm. it's like, there's, there's, there's reason there. Let me ask you boys a question real quickly as well. Do you, do you think that the attitude of parents now has kind of changed a bit. Cause I'm the same as you when I was, when I was growing up, my, my parents were like, don't play games, going to burn your eyes out. You know, it's mm-hmm. not, it's not good for you. But now we've seen like, you know, the last kind of like three, four years or so, you know, the streaming world has kind of grown substantially, but you put like, you have players like, you know, um, games like Ninja and whatnot, and obviously Fortnite World Cups and all different things. Kids can get into games a lot more and it can be actually a, a career to a degree. Do you think parents have changed? The parents of today have changed their attitudes towards games at all? I, I can only, I mean, I'm not a parent. I can only speak to what i see online from parents that watch me so obviously the sample size is a bit skewed because the parents that would be really like against games aren't going to be in my comment section (laughs) but uh i i do see quite a lot of comments from people saying i watch my videos oh sorry i watch your videos milo with my son and like we watch them together and we play cod together and like i'll see i get messages from people or from the son saying I just did my first Easter egg using your video with my dad. And I'm like, oh, that is, that like, must be awesome. That it's must feel so, so cool. Good. And that would, yeah. uh, I, as far as I think at least, would have been a one in a million thing, even just 10 years ago, maybe. Well, it, it, now it's much more common for sure. It, it yeah. absolutely is. And, and you mentioned YouTube there and you know, you, you launched your YouTube channel. What was it like 12 years ago? Was it back It's in- been a long time. Yeah. I had one channel before this one. And then this one was 2009 where I started this one. Yeah. yeah so two, 2009 when you started it, like that was before, if you went into a school, I mean, if you went to a school, I've got my older brother is a, an English teacher yep. and every so often he'll go into class and he'll be like, so what does everyone want to be? You know, what do you want to be when you grow yes. up? And, yep. and it's like, everyone's like YouTuber. Um, whereas back in 2009, like it was, that was wasn't the landscape that kids didn't want to even think about. They didn't even know about it really. Yeah, the know. fact that you could yeah. create. So what was it that, that sparked that, you know, desire in you to be like, okay, I want to try this out and see what I can do. It's, it's a, it's a weird one. Speaking of English teachers, funnily enough, I have one of my most vivid memories from school is being in my English like classroom in year nine. And a friend of mine basically saying, Hey, I've got this hoppage. Right. Mm. Uh, and I was like, do you want to like, can you put that in English? Like, is that you stolen that from one of the foreign language lessons or something? But it was, it was the, I don't know if you guys are familiar with, with what the hoppage hoppage was, but uh, for the, for the benefit of people that don't know it actually, I can, I can show instead of telling. I've you can show us me. hoppage. Show, um, us, right. show us, show us. And I can sure. also show you my, my jazzy, my jazzy shorts. Okay. As you go grab it, we'll commentate. All right. Yeah. So Milo stands oh up. He, he, Lord, oh, man, he looks like he's just got back from an all inclusive trip to Hawaii. Yeah, and definitely. he's wearing flip flops right now. Uh, I've got a couple of different pairs and I just, <laughs> every time I stream, people are like, eh, he's got dad shorts on. And I'm like, yes, I do. <laughs> yes, hey, Milo, I do. What you, what you don't know is, is that Savage is wearing nothing. Every week, mate. Every yeah, week. Perfect. Get so, the tackle out. Seeing as we were <laughs> oh, speaking of, of, of being in school, I've uh, I've decided to bring th- bring some things in for show and tell. Okay. Oh, oh great, I love great, this. Great. Love so in the in, in the old days, right? Uh you would you would have a TV, right? And you'd have that as a regular TV, not as a monitor typically, connected to your console, right? You'd yeah. have it in like the family room or whatever. And they had different outputs. So you couldn't mm-hmm. just like bosh an HDMI into your recording device and be easy peasy lemon squeezy recording your video games. You couldn't do that. You needed this thing. 
Okay. Ah. Oh my God, yes. So this is this is a classic. It will focus in a moment, I'm sure. There we go. There it's a go. Hoppage HD PVR is the name. Uh, and you would record out of these absolute ah, forest of cable yes. entries here, all of these things. So you'd have a massive load of cables coming out of that, going into your into your uh, into your TV, and then your your console would plug in there as well. And it was a nightmare. It was just a nightmare. <laughs> there were there were so many issues with these these things. And to, to to loop back to the story I was telling, I was in my English class, and my mate had got one of these. Um, these at the time were like 160 quid or something like that. And for a 14-year-old, that was an unattainable amount of money. It was, yeah. just, it was too exactly. much, right? So uh, You could never do that many paper rounds. Exactly. That was impossible. Yeah. And impossible. you could not sell that many Mars bars and stickers on the playground yeah. either, you know? <laughs> for, 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 for me, it was uh, in school, they always used to sell LucasAid and, and uh, uh, like Cadbury's like chocolate bars as well, the big yeah. ones. Um, yeah. They'd open their backpack, it'd be... We, we, yeah, had we, had had we had some full-on like tuck shop entrepreneurs oh, yeah. in my school. Yeah, yeah same. Like, who would buy who would buy in product? Don't go to the tuck shop. See those? Don't, don't see the girls in the tuck shop. Come and see me. Yeah. Yep. Backpack. Open up calypsos. Oh, they had like, it all. Refresher bars. Like you know, iron brew bars. You name it. Yep. Rainbow drops. This guy had it all. Unbelievable. See, yeah. some people at school hustled. Then you had people like Savu just you know robbed it from uh, <laughs> foreign exchange students. <laughs> those are yeah. two types. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, basically, I I, I, I saw my, my mate got one of these, and I didn't really even know it was a thing at the time, uh, but I uh, started saving up, and I think that, yeah, that must have been in year eight, and I saved up for basically a year right, to get this thing, and after an entire year, I bought it, I was ecstatic, jubilant, plugged it in, and uh, my game, I think I was playing maybe maybe Modern Warfare 2 at the time, maybe. Um, I yeah, wasn't it your first video was... Was Modern Warfare My Two video? My first video on this channel was Good knowledge, Modern yeah. Warfare Two. Yeah, yeah. There's, Demolition there's, on Rundown. I think it might have that's been. That's the first commentary. Yeah, there were there were a handful before that that were like okay. original Apple. Uh, what's the word? Like um, movie maker, like those sorts of like transitions and stuff, like yeah, yeah, showing yeah. glitches and things like that. But. Um, yeah, yeah, it was uh, it was Modern Warfare 2. But when I plugged this thing in, my screen went black and white. It inverted, so it was upside down. I couldn't use it. So I then had to save up for like another six months no. or something to get a monitor that would work oh with the right cables. Um, Commitment. But, that's, uh, a, that's insane. Like, that, that, I mean, that yeah. already then you can see that at an early age, you were so dedicated to, to making something, but you were like, right, I've got to save up again. Mm. Get the monitor. It that's a kid a with a dream. Time. Kid yeah. with a dream. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and a lot of people at the time had Dazzles, uh, so uh, Dazzles were like a teardrop sort of shape other capture card that was much cheaper, like more like 30 quid or something. Mm -hmm. But for some reason, I think I basically fell into the fallacy of I need the best equipment. Otherwise, I won't like be the best creator sort of thing, which yeah. is not actually yeah. true. But uh, I just was so set on getting the best one because this was the only one that you could get in HD. Dazzles only recorded in what, like 480p, whereas this was 720 and 1080, I think. So yeah. that's why it was so much more expensive. So this was this was prior to the days of, well, at the very beginning here, of yeah. having YouTube on mobile phones and stuff as well, wasn't it? YouTube was on your computer. Yes. You would you would log in and, and, and you would you would watch that way, which me makes it even more impressive that you were able to build a follow. Like, it's a lot easier to build a following on YouTube, but maybe not because it's a more oversaturated market now. But at the same time, it's not as it wasn't as accessible to find your content back then if you didn't have the right equipment, right? Yeah, I, I think in the in the real early days, there was there was definitely a there were a handful of people that were making content and I mean What's actually really interesting is that as that's as that's happened, that that curve of mobile adoption, and I've seen it over the years, and it's been a really important 
thing to track over the years because at one point you weren't paid for ads on mobile. Uh, that just mm. didn't happen. So any views you like lost to mobile audience members were basically dead views in terms of That's how much crazy. you Yeah, so that was, it was like, for a long time, it was like, oh, I don't want any more mobile views. Whereas now it's like, well, it, it's, I mean, it's fine. It's just a different platform. It's not a problem. But yeah, yeah there was a handful of people that were doing it back in the original days. Uh, and what I think has been really odd, and I, I talk about this, I was talking about this with some creator friends even this week, is that so many of those original creators are still in the game today doing other things. I mean, PewDiePie was making mm. Black Ops 1 videos. Like, and you do yeah. not think of PewDiePie as a COD creator, but he was. And so was, like, so many of the biggest channels right now started with Call of Duty in some way, shape, or form because it was just like, I don't know, like a like an incubator for for that early wave of creators, really, was, was what the game provided by having mass appeal and having an audience before 95% of other stuff did. Milo and I met, I think I think it was COD XP or around that time. I think it was like 2017, maybe? Oh, it's got to be earlier than that, surely. Yeah, it must must be earlier than that. It was, like, it's do you like, remember what... So I. this is another thing. I kind of think in games. I don't think in years. So like yeah. I can think back <laughs> to like, oh yeah, during Black Ops 3, oh yeah, I know when you're talking about. Whereas if you're like... Okay, oh, yeah. infinite, I'm talking Infinite Warfare. So I'm talking Infinite Warfare, that okay. kind of era. Yeah, yeah. So maybe around that, so, so for CodXP, um, we ultimately went out to LA and there was like a handful of like creators sent out to LA to, to ultimately um, play this new game. And Infinite Warfare is renowned as not being the greatest. Zombies was actually a lot of, because Zombies in Spaceland was the big thing, wasn't it? It was actually right. But the 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 game itself was not kind of that that kind of, people wanted boots on the ground and it was like jetpacks all over the walls. Yeah, it was not yeah, the same yeah. kind of game. And um, we went out and it was, it was Milo and we've had Mr. Dalek JD and, and Codename Pizza on the podcast as well previously and it was kind of like basically you guys from the uk scene and there was myself um from the uk and everyone else is pretty much american and we were just doing interviews about the game but there was like this crazy setup in this car park do you remember like they had like nuketown paintball they had like um, the zip line sumo some sumo, sumo wrestling yeah, thing. You, yeah you sumo wrestle like i think what? no one i don't know who you say but it was it was like was it was a whole thing a whole thing <laughs> yeah. basically it was a great chance for like the because uh, i was doing some kind of um interviews for activision oh, was I remember kind of we played we played my first time ever playing spaceland was with you i think yeah, it was. Yeah, you see? Oh, hey, yeah. A legacy there, bro. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so so we had this kind of moment, and it was and it was amazing, and we were it was it was a really cool opportunity to meet the rest of like the kind of like the zombies gang and stuff as well. But that was kind of like the the kind of like the moment where I kind of met the wider kind of creator you know, kind of space and yeah. I, the likes of Ali and the guys we had on the show before. And they were the same, they had the same kind of story. It was about like the same kind of thing you did, which was finding the monitor, sometimes recording your screen via like some shoddy yeah. video camera, and stuff. anything you could do to, to, to get to upload something. And I think the, the thing that I always find interesting is what was that moment that you were making videos when you suddenly were like, A, oh, this is actually making money. Or <laughs> B, this could be a thing that I do full time because I, I know, and then this is why I love you, Milo, because not only have you been doing zombies content, creating this massive channel, you've been studying for a physics degree yes. and knocked out of the park at the same time, which I think is absolute madness. Yeah. And GG you, man, crazy. The, uh, the bags under my eyes are there for a reason. <laughs> <laughs> they, are, they are battle scars. Um, I, yeah, so I guess the thing people... The thing people gloss over that I think is really important to mention before we get to the like, oh my God, I'm like finding some actual success with my channel now mm -hmm. is uh, I wasn't monetizing for three years. Uh, when I was monetizing, I was with Machinima and it was a bit of a joke and I was basically still not monetizing for another 
give or take three years. So I'm six years deep into the game at this point. It's 2015. I've been making making content near daily for that entire time and haven't really, uh, like, there, there, there's, there's, there's not really been any respite because I've had school going on. I've been doing my GCSEs and my A-levels and uh, I'm, I was a very, I, I guess, obsessive uh, school kid. Like, I really made sure to, like, uh, I basically crunched really, really hard for all my exams and stuff. Um, it was just really important to me. And so it took six years before anything really picked up. And I, I, I built up like a hundred-ish thousand subscribers uh, over those six years, but a lot of them were not watching my content. So I might post a video and get 1,000 to 5,000 views kind of thing, like early 2015. And so I then, uh, uh, so 2015 itself was a gap year for me. So I'd finished my A-levels. Uh, I was going to Bristol the following year and I... Uh, went to work in a dark energy research lab in Liverpool uh, doing an internship. Um, Amazing. Which was a really cool experience. I was basically 3D printing, uh, like, optics that they could use in the lab because the lab uh, equipment is ab absurdly expensive. But if they need, like, a little winch to raise something up and down, sometimes you can just do it by 3D printing it. So uh, I was doing that for a couple of months, came home, and was like, okay, I've got six months left before I go off to uni, a, I need to sort my life out because I was like not really that good at being sociable. I was just a bit of an awkward, nerdy kid. And uh, also, this is kind of my last last go with YouTube, right? Like I've been doing it for so mm. long and now I'm technically sort of full-time while I'm finishing my gap year. Something's got to happen, man. And so I, I kept doing the thing that I had been doing, which was just basically allowing my passion for the game and the story and my love for it to become content. Uh, but something clicked that year. I went to uni. I started uni with 120K subs. Uh, and one year later, I was at like closing in on a million. I think I was uh, like, if I Jesus. remember correctly, uh, I did like a, a Google growth program thing that they did at the YouTube space. And I believe the stat, I could be wrong on this, but I believe the stat they gave was I was a top 100 uh, channel in the UK for number of <laughs> subscribers growth that year. Like I was just, really really growing so much uh which was awesome wow. it was amazing and to 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 i don't know i know i'm taking a long time to answer no, your no, question no, keep going. No, i'm great, nearly there great. i'm nearly there so but that obviously is when i started earning like more money because i was getting so many more views than i ever had done before and i remember so clearly doing a physics degree is a is a pain in the ass man like and, mm. and especially at bristol those labs that they make you do oh they take forever but I was sitting in the library at about midnight for a hand in the next day. I'd been doing it literally all day long and I got an email on my phone and it was my YouTube payment for November, uh, I think, maybe November or December. And I looked at it and I was like, oh my God, this is, this is so much, this is more money than I probably ever made in my, in my entire past six years combined. Like it was yeah, just- from one, from one month of revenue. From one month. And wow. I was like, that's- that's just not a, that's just not real like i i was it was i was i was shocked by this number and then another email came in and they split the payment in two and i got the the second half of it in the next email and i was like what <laughs> there's just no way so come on milo ball pack me um i mean so uh, the, the 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 amount of the time i'm trying to think of how to how to, ball pack how to word this Without sounding like Mr. Moneybags. Basically, come on, come on, Milo. I, I, okay, what, I will give you one caveat. 
Oh, we'll okay. give you one caveat. The, the, the thing with me is, so I grew up without really having any money at all, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then going into, into YouTube, like even now, I'm still absurdly frugal. Um, it's just something I grew up with and I don't think I'll ever outgrow it. So like we call it tight up north yeah i'm 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 a i'm a tight bugger i really am and uh, like i i i try not to be but it's just it's just the way i am i'm a i'm a i'm a bit of a sort of penny pincher in that way just purely from my childhood and so yeah um i think i think the the i think it was like that that payment was was 20k split in two i think was what i got Crazy. in, in that, a month from from from, from oh, that one wow. month and i was just like i I probably made about a grand over the past six years. And then... And then that comes through. Yeah. And it was just like... The thing is though, despite those those years where you didn't earn that level of money, it's almost like a a, a thank you, I guess, from, I don't know, whoever, um, just Mm -hmm. because you never gave up the grand, you know? And and it's very obvious just from talking to you that you're a a determined person. And and I I, I love that. You can see it in his eyes, Sav. Do you know what I mean? Oh, mate, 100%. From the moment you said about, you know... Yeah, the crazy eyes. Yeah, saving up as a kid to get that... That could just be insomnia, Ian. It could just be insomnia. (laughs) I I do have chronic insomnia, so (laughs) it's probably that. But But I'm fascinated by that because to Mm. to reach the levels of success you, you have you ultimately have to work for it. And that's very evidently been a big part of your life growing up. But just one thing I'm interested in is because we all as human beings get our buzz in different ways. Yeah. Whatever that whatever that adrenaline you know, uh, push that you can get, where it comes from, it yeah. comes from different places. What was it like for you when you're watching your views go up from you know, 1,000 to 100,000, then two, then one mil, then five mil? Like, what did that feel like for you? It's, 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 it's a, a really, really good question because that feeling is a key aspect of how I have changed as a person over the past. I mean, what I've been full-time for, I say I was full-time at uni cause I was, uh, I just crammed like a demon. Um, but, uh, so I guess I've been full-time six ish years now mm. and it's, it's really, it's, it's really been, been important for me to examine my relationship with the views and stuff. Um, I, I just, before I launch into it, I want to put a pin in the money thing. I want to come back because I want to ask you guys a question about that. that okay. Yeah, yeah, um, for sure. I'm curious yeah, yeah. to hear your thoughts on. But, but you can do it now if you want. You want okay. to ask us now? Sure, let's, let's do it. Okay, let's let's shelve the 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 views thing for. We'll come back to that in a sec. I'm really curious, and they tie together, so it's it, it works. But I'm really curious as like if you guys are working events, you're hosting events, you're doing these things. You've got you've got different arms of of your operation, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. When do you stop? When do you stop grinding? When do, when when have you made enough money in a year? When have you made enough money okay. in a career? Like where where do you stop? Uh, can I go first? Can I yeah. jump in? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's something I I lose sleep over at, on a on a daily basis. Like when when do uh, me and Sav were just talking about our our work and life relationship just prior to recording this podcast? And mm. you know Sav's Sav's a similar age to me, and and he's got a wife and kids. I, I, I'm single, and I'm talking about like <laughs> where, where how would I find the time to have a girlfriend, or how would I find the time to have kids right now? Because I've also started my own um, production business outside of the cool. esports work. But you know I I had um, one of my most lucrative summers ever as a, as a host right and i come off the back of it and i sit here and i go 
shit, I need yeah. to get more work. I need more work. When's the next, what do I do? Rather than, rather than seeing that as a time to take my foot off the gas, relax, enjoy myself. I'm thinking, where do I go next? How do I do it next? And, and I'd, I haven't got that gear yet where I can just slow it down. And I hope that one day I find it. I don't know about you, Sav. Yeah, do you know what? I, and uh, mate, I'm, 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 I've got, I, I, could put to, I could talk about this for a long time. Um, but basically we're like, like Ian, you get to a point as well where, because I've, I've been working within the gaming kind of space now for a good, like, I'd say 11 years, yep. kind of like since I first kind yep. of started. So I've been really lucky. And what's really interesting for me is like, obviously, as you know, Milo, like, we've got a lot of friends in the same world, that are creative friends who kind of, you know, you, and I think the difference has always been that I work with you guys like on different kind of shows and different things. But what I've never had is I've never had that channel that's had like, that's been a constant revenue earner yep. that I own fully. Yes. So like I, cause we work in a freelance biz where it's like a case of like, you get job to job to job to job and it's like, it's great. And you can, and when you get, I still get the buzz out of every time I get a job and get confirmed for a gig, I lose my nut. Yep. I, I, I still get that buzz now. Mm -hmm. But having not ever had that channel that I know that whatever happens, I can keep making content and kind of making money. There's, there's, I've always been looking for how, when do I do, because I, I kind of rode the wave with everyone, but I never really had that thing to kick things off. And I think there's been two, there's been two pivotal times in, in my career. There's been one where I was working kind of, I, I started working out for Jinx TV yep. and I started doing all this different, you know, stuff. I was writing, producing and hosting all my different stuff. And then they changed and I was doing like four different shows and they were my main source. Cause I was like, I was full time pretty much and then suddenly like they changed they flipped to an esports channel and basically all the shows that i was doing were cancelled ironically that's when i started working in esports mental but that's when i kind of found my work with activision and like met, met, met all you guys in the creative space because i had to kind of find this new all my eggs were in one basket and it was it was panic stations because around the time that we kind of got married as well Faye and i so and then i think the other year that things have been massive were last year covid was shit yeah. like <laughs> shit yeah beyond like because every because we doing loads of live events and shows as well yep. obviously you're on stage you know i was in arenas hosting and suddenly gone overnight gone and suddenly you're like oh my god where am i gonna earn money like where where is my where is my money coming from yeah. so i think there's always been this kind of like element of oh god um how is things gonna work and you have this belief of like we i will land on my feet somehow something will happen i've always been a very optimistic glass half full kind of person but yeah, to answer your question, like they're, they're, I don't know if the grind ever stops simply because if you stop for a second, you get taken over by somebody else. And that's the kind of, that's how competitive it becomes. Right. So, so this is, uh, th this is actually, uh, it's, it's just so interesting because, and, and I agree with you both that this is something we could talk about for so long. Oh, it's such, ages. it's yeah, such yeah, a yeah. deep topic, but it's also so important because as people, the, I mean, especially for you guys, like like you say, Adam, you don't have the 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 YouTube channel kind of like like ticking along in the background, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. I I can't imagine how stressful COVID must have been throughout the entire thing. Um, but it's it, it, in 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 the good times and the bad. I I I just always find myself wondering, like, okay, so so I earned like twenty k that month, and I was so excited about it, right? And I was like, this is more money than I've ever had in my life ever. Like, I was blown yeah. away. Um. But does that mean that I have to try and do that every month for the next 12 months? Does that mean I need to earn 240K a year? Does that mean I need to make that the baseline for the next five? Like, yep. do, do I start extrapolating? And then if I yep. extrapolate and I fail, is that me that's messed up? Or is that just the, mm. the opportunity wasn't there and there was nothing I could have done and I'm actually hitting the ceiling of what I'm doing right now? Yeah. And so th th this ties in with the, with the next thing you were asking because I, 
started going through Black Ops 3 the 2015-16 year uh, with like a couple of crazy months. But then in January, I had loads of exams. So I didn't post any videos. I posted like two videos. Yeah. And then I had a map come out. So I had to finish exams as rapidly as I could. And then with no break whatsoever, like we didn't get a break over Christmas because we were studying. They put the exams right after the Christmas break. So straight into... Horizon, which is one of the biggest Zombies maps releases there's ever been. It was like, it's one of the fan favorite maps for sure. So I had to grind my way through that, did it as best I could, and then had more exams I had to focus on and more zombies. And it was just like all these things stacking up. And so, of course, the opportunity is there for me to get a crazy number of views and earn loads of money mm-hmm. and stuff. But I also have to have moments where I'm like, actually, I have to stop. I have to study. And I see the opportunity, but I have to study for something I'm but not Milo, even doing. But Milo, it's not just it's not just the study in it. It's like you also have to have a life. I have to eat. You know, yeah. You, you, but yeah. <laughs> and, and do things for yourself. Yeah. Like that's and, and this is the thing that I I know that I really struggle with is taking that time yeah. to to step away and, and and do things for myself. Yeah. So so and and this this brings me perfectly to so so I had that year and it was manic, but I smashed it. Uh, I got through three years of the physics degree. I got first at the end of it. I was over the moon. I was oh, so excited. Mate, congrats. That's insane. Um, physics first. Whoa. And then I Whoa, yeah. missed my graduation because I was making content. Okay. And it's like, oh, wow. Okay. There's, 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 there's so many moments where I'm like, I'm so proud of what I've done, but I know I missed out on things because of the extra layer of grind I was putting myself through. And I don't know if it was worth it. I don't know. Like money aside and success yep. aside and blah, blah, blah. They are moments that I will just never get back. So I don't know. But I got through it all, got through the degree, and then I went full-time and went full-time into Black Ops 4 and burnt myself out so unbelievably badly because I basically took all the time that I'd been putting towards physics, which was acting as like a break for me from YouTube, and it just became more YouTube time. And I was I was eat, sleep, drinking, repeating, whatever the 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 the, the word would be for for content. I was just doing that. The 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 cycle was never ending. And you can never you can never like make enough videos. There's always another video you can make. There's always someone else making another video that you could have made. There's always all these things going on. Uh, and it it drove me just a bit insane. Uh, I really let it get to me in a big way. Uh, and then I had a bunch of stuff happen in my personal life. Uh, had uh, my my granddad died and uh, went through a really horrible breakup and just just a handful of different things that really combined with all the burnout to just set me like it put me in a really bad place and I realized okay I actually need to stop so what you were speaking to me in a minute ago of like the point where you like okay now I now I am flicking the switch and taking time for myself I had to do that. I had no choice because I knew that I just could not actually like I would I would wake up, I would sit on my PC and I would just feel this like dread. Yeah, really, really horrible. Like like everything was just the world was ending in front of me. Yeah. Uh, and so th- that was the point where I, I, I said, I have to get out of here. I clicked upload on that last video, basically saying I've got like one or two sponsored things that I'm going to do to like tie me over in the gap. Uh, and I'm just going to be gone until I don't have to be gone anymore. Mm-hmm. And that took nine months, which was a bit weird because I thought it was going to take two, and then it took nine. Uh, and in that time, I just really reevaluated the way my relationship with content and my relationship with views and my relationship with my job and everything, and tried to give myself some perspective that 
I had never had before because I had never actually taken a break. Like there was never a break in my entire past 12 years. Every weekend I would be still like on my phone answering emails, making videos, making a hell of a lot of videos on weekends. On, uh, on, on days where there wouldn't be news, I would be doing something else. I would always be plugged in. There would always be something going on or I'd be studying, cramming for my exams and like grinding there. God, yeah, yeah. And it was just, it was just too much. And after 10 years of it, I was like, I've just, I, I can't do this anymore. Uh, so, this, this is going to yeah. sound like really, I don't know the word for it, but you, you've just, I just think you're wonderful. Like, I, 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 genu <laughs> I, I genuinely mean it. Like that, that, um, that speech, <laughs> I, I'm going to call it a speech, but I know you were just talking. It just hit me in, in a lot of places because I think a lot of us feel some of the emotions that you've gone through. Yeah. And if I'm being completely honest, I, right now I know I need a break. And, and, and I know I do for lots mm. of reasons. Um, but, you know, I, I did, I, I had a bit of a, a crash at the start of uh, 2020, just before the pandemic hit. And I decided to travel the world for a bit, went backpacking. And um, it was the most liberating, amazing experience of my life because not for a second of any of those days where I was away, I was, I was thinking about my competition. I was thinking about yep. who's taking my spot or whatever. I was just like, you know what? I don't care. I'm just doing me. And then when I got back, I just felt hungry and ready to go again, even yep. though it was only a couple of months. And taking that time out, no matter what you do, whether it's content creation, whether you're a lawyer, whether you're a teacher, whatever it is, sometimes like in life, you just have to stop and just go, I need to chill for a minute. Mm. I'm sure you agree. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. I think the uh, that the the biggest game changer, as you mentioned earlier, is now I have a family, and I think that's been the hardest. That's been the hardest thing for me because it, it, it's I can't just think. I think last year was the first time I saw with COVID. Very different to the time before COVID last year. It was more a case of. I wasn't thinking because you're always trying to say I want to I want to get this opportunity I want to do that thing because you want you want to want to try and get ahead of there are other people in the same business who are you know going for the same roles yep. as you and when you kind of take out the whole stage hosting thing because I I found last year with stage hosting that was what I was pre predominantly doing in esports and I was trying to migrate to more of a desk host role because that's just where kind of I think my talents lie my skill set I thought was always like um quite varied right so that was like for me a desk host was nat a natural progression pandemic hits all the desk host roles, they already are preferred desk hosts for all these different games. Yep. So there's me trying to knock on the door saying, please give me an opportunity, just please for a sec. But everyone is already kind of committed. No one's really kind of ready for the virtual broadcast world. It's very different. And for me, for that first time, I was not thinking about trying to get ahead or trying to get more followers, more kind of subscribers, whatever it might be. I was just thinking, I need to earn money. How do I earn money for my family? And that's a very different place to be because you want to be at the top of your game, consider that. But suddenly you're thinking about like your kids and whatnot, that kind of thing. There was never to the point where I was kind of, you know, we, we got very lucky. We actually sold our flat the, the weekend prior to the first lockdown. So we had a little wow. bit of money tucked away. Yeah, dude, like literally. That timing, holy moly. We, we exchanged wow. on the Friday. It was, we, had a, we had a ticking clock against selling our flats before pandemic shut the whole thing down. Damn. And we, she, we basically, we, um, we sold on the Friday and pandemic lockdown one started the Monday. So we oh had that, that, it was that crazy. And it was mental. Jeez. And we, and we think ourselves, council's very lucky because that, that money we had coming in from like that was a, an absolute godsend. Cause yeah. it kind of, it was, it was, a, it was a kind of like rainy day money. It was a rainy freaking year. So we got lucky. <laughs> but um, yeah, I, I feel with you guys, I think, I think there are times when there are, there is burnout. There are times where I feel 
feel like I'm I'm working too much and I'm I'm neglecting home life to a degree yep. because you're kind of always wanting to 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 put yourself forward and, and do things. But at the same time, there there are, there are moments you can find that balance, um, and that's what's been. I think I, I like to think that I'm kind of working towards getting more balance all the time. But I think work, our job as well, Ian, is obviously weekends the majority, and it's also like night times a lot as yeah, well. Yeah. So, yeah. And so I'm yeah. Same and, for you. And, so, and you yeah. mentioned there, Sav, like we we can talk about like you know balance and all that sort of thing. And, and and at the same time, when you sometimes when you do feel like you need a break, it, it's important to persevere as well because perseverance is also a really important quality in life that you don't just you know roll over. But you, there needs to be a breaking point where you go, okay, now I need to roll over if that makes any sense. But yeah. it's it's also the important thing is with us is that it's in different in different ways you put yourself out there and and something especially for for me and you, Sav, when we're jumping around different things and you put yourself into fresh opportunities and you put yourself on a ped, on a stage or on screen or whatever. You then you then spend a week thinking, did I do well enough? Um, oh. Was that was that good enough? And that's, Imposter that's, syndrome one hundred and one. Oh man, and that shit for you as well. And I imagine for you, Marla, there'll be times where you put a video out, and if it doesn't perform as well as other videos, you're looking thinking, why not? What did I do wrong? Do you know? Yeah, and so this is this is uh, it, it's 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 a little different, I think, with me because I I am very I, I've just always been. Like I'm not really an anxious person. I'm 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 very sure of myself. I have like a just a blind optimism that what I'm doing is 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 is, Love is that. fine. Um, yeah. And uh, and I think that's it's a blessing to just have that mindset without trying. Basically, um, I think it's quite a privileged mindset to have as well. Uh, but it's it's meant that I don't get the imposter syndrome so much of like thinking because i mean you guys you might be plugging into a massive moving parts of a, of a broadcast and yeah and it's like there's infinitely more scrutiny on you than on the camera tech or the observer or like because you're right there They're, they've got a face to like to not like or to love right and yeah. so i i, I think that the the we probably get different different sort of aspects of the imposter syndrome that creep in but but what i had was basically less so with with individual videos and more as a whole i had built this i mean i've been doing youtube for half of my life and i have been growing a channel and like going to uni and my channel being suddenly blowing up and people like recognizing me at uni and and, and and my friends knowing that I had to like go and make a video and it would be like, oh yeah, he's the YouTuber and stuff. It became who I was. And yeah. there's a really, really dangerous place to be when like you, Adam Savage, are Adam Savage, but that is a different person to who you are online. And as a creator, it's so easy to forget that. It's so easy to blur the lines in a really unhealthy way. And yeah. I had a a moment in my life that, I didn't expect to happen, but that was like weirdly transformative when, so while I was away, uh, one of the things that I discovered that I am unbelievably passionate about is skiing. I, if, if either of you ever want to go skiing, I'm down. Okay. I'm Let's go. Just Let's it go. Out there. I'm, 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 is I, there is nothing else in life. I love more. There is genuinely nothing else. And I discovered it like two years ago. I didn't go when I was in school, didn't have the money, etc. Uh, basically went with an ex, uh, over Christmas and was just like, Oh my god! This is the best thing in the in, in the entire world. Um, and so when I went away, I went to ski because I figured, well, I can't really think about all the stuff that's going on in my life if I'm hurtling down a mountain. Um, so went to do that, 
And on one of the days I was out there, I was out there on my own, just, just staying in resort uh, and met up with, uh, with a guy that runs a, a, a ski forum called Snowheads, which is a name that could definitely be construed another way. Um, but he, uh, he, he, he was standing outside this hotel and I was trudging up this massive hill in the snow, all my ski gear on with a massive suitcase of my stuff, uh, and my skis on my back. And, uh, and he bumped into me and he went, you're Mr. Ruffle Waffles. And in my head, I, I, I started panicking, right? Because I had gone on this trip to not be Mr. Ruffle Waffles anymore. I wanted to just be Milo and it was really important to me. I was just Milo. And so in my head, I'm like, I almost started freezing up and he was like, 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 like Milo, right? And I was like, okay. Started feeling out the conversation. This is just like a random dude loading stuff into the back of a van outside a hotel. Because mm. um, I didn't know that it was the owner of this forum. Anyway, we got talking and uh, he was like, oh yeah, I noticed you. Uh, I, I, I noticed you uh, were like a little, a little like off guard when I was talking about the, like the Mr. Rothwaffle side of it. And I, I basically explained to him that I was trying to be someone else on that trip and I was trying to reclaim who I am a bit more. Your identity. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And it's, I think it's something that so many YouTubers fall into, especially YouTubers right now. They're finding unbelievable amounts of success at 14, 15, 16 years old. And they think that's who they are, but they haven't even figured out who they are yet because they're 14 yeah. years old. Like it's yeah. actually insane. And that's not to say those people shouldn't get the success. It's just that, they will undoubtedly go through a really difficult period of their life trying to take away all these layers that have basically been plopped on top of them of all their success and figure out, oh, wait, who am I underneath again? Like, can I find that person? Yeah. So, so yeah, I, I, I tried really hard to do that over my break and through this conversation on top of this hill with this guy, one of the things that he said to me is just, you are not, like, you are not your channel as much as, 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 as you have basically poured yourself into your channel. That does not make it you. And when your channel succeeds and gets millions of views, that's still not you. It's a fallacy to think it is. And when your channel mm. underperforms, it's still not you. You are a separate entity to that. And if you conflate those two things, you're just going to give yourself a world of pain because at some point, Call of Duty won't be fun anymore. And the mm -hmm. views for Call of Duty might go down. And that's not my fault. And if I pin that on myself, then I'm going to go nuts, right? But I've, got, I've got a little thing that I like. I always, I always put, helps put things into perspective for me. And that is... You know, and, and it's important to succeed. It's important to be driven. It's important to have goals in life. And, and you know, you've smashed a lot of them, Milo. And, and, but I always think this is a bit morbid. When you are on your deathbed, yeah. um, are you going to be thinking about the YouTube videos you made, the events you hosted, whatever? You're going to obviously be, you'll reflect on the amazing successes that you've had in life, but it's all, it's all going to be about the people, the connections, and and the, the you know hurtling down those hills mm -hmm. on your skis at 100 miles an hour or whatever. Yeah, they're, I fell off the cliff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I you giving me P <laughs> you are giving me PTSD. I went skiing once and snapped my leg. So oh, no. uh, that was good. <laughs> but, but if you want to go, I'm down. Uh, this is I why I've it. never been skiing, boys. This is why I've never <laughs> okay, gone so because I, of these injuries. I, I got my ski instructor qualification, so I can teach you. I can okay. actually oh, teach. Oh, you. Oh, sick! That's, that's good. That's, that's freaking awesome. I'm, I'm, I'm definitely down. It would be. It would be so much fun. I, yeah. Do you know what? what? I feel like we're getting f free therapy here, Adam. I'm really, <laughs> enjoy I'm really enjoying but this. But I, I, I think it is an important conversation to be had as well because so, a lot of people do watch videos and they just kind of naturally presume that when you're kind of getting millions of views or whatever, maybe, and therefore that equates to loads and loads of money, that it must be, life must be 
you live in the dream. It must be mm. easy as it, you know, easy every day is easy. And it's and it's not because you're right. I can only imagine because if you're if you become your channel, then if you do start to see a drop in views and you think, oh, am I not good enough? Am I not good enough anymore? Am I gonna use you question those kind of those questions, those kind of things. But I'm gonna take uh, go away from morbid. I wanna kind of segue our conversation <laughs> nicely because because <laughs> we haven't actually talked much about what is on your channel, which is zombies content, obviously. I think one of the interesting thing is you mentioned about when when COD isn't hot anymore or COD it ch- changes to a degree. And now for you guys there you know in the zombies world there has been times when like particularly recently a couple of, a couple of years ago when they just did not make a zombies game for you guys to play yep. so your content is based around uh i think it was was it um which game was it was it it was most mod, modern warfare the most recent one wasn't it modern warfare didn't have a zombies yeah it yeah was, didn't have zombies it was a uh like not spec ops but it was like a survival type thing yeah that's right that was not very well loved i'll put it that way mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but uh, we obviously what i'd love to do is for those who don't know what because you are, are renowned for being kind of the guy who knows the law around this game yes, around, yeah. around zombies yeah. the ether store i know there's ether chaos ether and, yeah. and dark ether if you had to summarize it very quickly what is the what is the underlying concept of the zombies narrative if you yeah so, so maybe maybe just maybe i'll give you a, a little bit of a, an idea of the skeleton of how it works i guess and and also yeah. uh, perhaps just an outline of how it works with the different games uh, mm-hmm. So Treyarch make zombies. Well, they made zombies originally, right? It was Treyarch's thing. Uh, but then uh, Sledgehammer made their own zombies and we had Infinite Warfare zombies that we talked about. Uh, and so those things we're just going to ignore in this part of the conversation. We're just going to focus on Treyarch, right? Uh, even though this year it gets complicated because Treyarch is making zombies for Sledgehammer and so it's going to be a Sledgehammer game but with Treyarch zombies in it and it's continuing the Treyarch story but yeah, mental mental, yeah, mental. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I went fast mode because that's that's, that's, we'll, 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 that's a story for another time but so Treyarch started out and the idea was it was basically uh, the premise was there were weird German experiments going on during the war right and you had this kind of like conspiracy theory base with lots of different interesting stories. Like, for example, a meteor crashes in Tunguska in 19, what, I think like 1912, 1914, something like that. It wipes out an entire forest, irradiates the whole forest. So a load of people get radiation poisoning and their skin blackens, their eyes go a dull amber color. They sort of start looking like zombies. Uh, you get like all these sort of stories from over the years and they collected these conspiracies and built those out into a, well, what if it's not a conspiracy, but actually zombies are what happened or what were involved there? Uh, and so that was was what Treyarch ended up calling the Ether storyline. Uh, and what they've most recently done with Cold War is they have said, okay, what we're going to do this time is sort of end the previous story and start a new universe which connects to the campaign. So the Black Ops campaign, although those classic characters like Mason and Woods and Hudson, all of them, that's now the same universe that Zombies is set in in the new Dark Ether story. Right. Uh, so that's kind of how the two connect to one another. Okay, because there's like there's like time traveling. There's like kind of different different versions of the same characters in different dimensions or something. Yeah, there's there's there's. There's a variety of important dimensions that you know a lot about, similar to what you might uh, see in, in Marvel, where you have like your Earth 616 and you've got your like different main universes and main timelines that are the ones people follow. But there are other dimensions where other things happen. There are connections between the two. So maybe one person from one dimension ends up in another. Uh, at one point in the zombie story, it was kind of cyclical. So the characters would get to an end point, but then be sent, sent back in time 
and have to kind of fight through the entire story again to get to the end point and to try and change the outcome, but then they'd fail and hence the cycle would continue. So yeah, lots of time travel and uh, lots of copies of characters and different dimensions and, and stuff like that. There's so many layers to, to the whole it's zombies crazy. world. What, yeah, what yeah. was it about that feature of, of the Call of Duty franchise that appealed to you originally? So I was into it from the very beginning because like I was saying before, I went to a friend's house to play zombies for the first time. Uh, I didn't have the game and played at his house and we were just blown away. Uh, but in that first map, it wasn't really clear there was a story in Nocturne Totem. Mm. And then as maps started to come out in World of War, this is in 2000, like, 2009, 10, I think. Uh, the, maybe it was 2008, 9. It was a long time ago, either way. Uh, but <laughs> the, the maps started to come out and people used to start, they used to, uh, for example, uh, make theories about hearing a zombie when it would swipe you and it would go, Ram! and they were like, did it just say Sam? Is, is Sam a person? Do the zombies know who Sam is? And now Sam is a really important character in Zombies and the story team no made her a character because of the, the community theories. And wow. so I saw that happening and I was just like, I was just blown away. Like there was something about that method of storytelling, that organic mm -hmm. community interlinked thing that I was just head over heels in love with. And that combined with the fact that they were rooting it in authentic history that had parts of history that we just didn't really know about that they then twisted into zombies. I was, I was in love. So it was, that was the origin for sure. I'm just looking at an article now and it'd be cool to get your thoughts on some of these yeah. um, opinions here. So it's just saying that these are some changes that players would like to see if Outbreak returns in zombies, right? Okay. So, so maybe some context just before we jump into it. Outbreak okay. new this year. So it's, it's, it's a, a, a new mode, which is more open world. Uh, and you basically have a task in the world and then you complete it and you teleport to a new world. So it's uh, a little different to the traditional zombies. You go through rounds and stuff. Got it. So first, first point is more zombies. Currently the maps are huge, but not enough zombies. What do you think? I think that's, I think that's fair. I think, I think there's, there's definite technical limitations, I think, which is unfortunate, but if they could fill it with zombies, like in like a World War Z type thing, that'd be amazing. But that'd but, be sick. Yeah. Another comment, those gaps between zombie spawns are the bigger issue than the amount of them. Outbreak is so bad solo because it spawns like 100 zombies per region. I think, I think it seems the theme here is that people just think Outbreak's a bit slow, uh, which I think is valid. I think that's totally valid. But I also think that serves a purpose. And this is something that a lot of the zombies community misses. Uh, they don't mm. realize this. Zombies is not something that is that accessible to most players. Uh, I don't know if you guys have, have played much of the mode, but... Uh, the, uh, some of those Easter eggs are really goddamn hard, like crazy. I've only finished Moon. I finished okay. Moon, yeah, and I did it. I did it with Pete, so he walked me through, and it was relatively like, e even though he knew, as I'm sure you, yep. of course, you do as well. You know every single step of this of this Easter egg to kind of get through. And I was like, okay, I can I can get into this, but then there's others like Shangri La, the Giant, Shadows of Evil, all these different ones I've played, and I'm like. Dude, I wouldn't even know where to to look for the next clue yeah. to this thing because some of them are so convoluted, like you know, pressing certain buttons at certain times on certain random machines or in a certain order. And it's it's like I appreciate how deep it goes and how cool it is, and that's why I'm always like, see you guys kind of saying, first in the world, we did it." Yeah, you know, the, yeah mean, the boys that, did it. That was a big part of weirdly big part of my childhood was the race to be first. And so, like in mm. something like the first twenty maps, like I was first, uh, and like my team, my sort of like wider team, were first on like I think. I could be wrong about this, but like maybe half or more than half. We were like first a lot of the time. Origins, we were first. Buried on one side, we were first. Die Rise on one side, we were first. 
Um, Moon, we were first. Uh, I mean, it's, there's, there's, there's Dead of the Night, we were first in Black Ops 4. Nine, I was first. Like, there's, there's just so many. And, but, but, but that's the hardcore experience. But Outbreak is perfect for more casual players. It's perfect for someone that plays MP, awesome. doesn't know how zombies works. They jump in, they're like, oh, I can shoot a zombie and not instantly die. Cool, I can get easy headshots and stuff, level up my weapons. It's it's fantastic for that. And so while the things you were mentioning are true, the Outbreak is slow and there's not so many zombies and stuff like that, Outbreak, interestingly, also has equal numbers of players now to the round-based zombies maps that are a lot harder. And that's the classic mode. And the fact that it's new and they're level with one another means there is clearly huge demand for an easier zombies experience. So on the one hand, I'm like, well, yeah, it would be cool if there were like a million zombies. On the other hand, that would definitely exclude some players. So I, I see both sides on that on that one. I, I just want to say like the shock of this entire podcast was the fact that, that Milo, the guy who got first in physics while also having a successful YouTube channel, got getting over a million subscribers, managing to save up 160 quid, quid when he was a teenager, loved also to come first in zombies. I mean, <laughs> obviously, Marla, yeah. well, cause, obviously. Because I guess, I guess to a degree as well, like there must have been a lot of stress involved. If you don't come first and you can't, because obviously the maps come out with every kind of like update every kind of few months or so. Yep. Um, uh, there must be kind of an element of stress if, if you're not first there you must be kind of be like shit we didn't do it like yeah, um, yeah, yeah you yeah. kind of it's i mean it's, really it, it's make, it makes or break a career it really does and it sounds extreme but wow. i wouldn't sleep i would not sleep for days on end uh, i remember uh, at one point i was moving house and i was sleeping on like a crash mat um and i had my setup and stuff like like <laughs> weirdly balanced on it um and uh, I would, I would, I was, I would sleep for like an hour max. Uh, I, I would leave my headphones on. I had friends waking me up on a Skype call so I could jump back in and grind more to try and get through those maps. God. And it was like, it was so unhealthy. It was so, so unhealthy. Um, but, <laughs> That's crazy. But, but because me and my friends have been, had, had been doing this from the very beginning when Easter eggs began in Ascension, Ascension was the full, uh, the first full, like doable Easter egg, like doable quest. Um, it, it, it was a thing where Ascension got figured out uh, from uh, looking at the game files. It wasn't figured out organically. And then like a couple of maps later, you get to Moon and Moon, again, was like there was leaked steps, but the views that you got for making a Moon Easter egg guide were insane, especially being the first. And so for a small YouTuber, you're like, oh, million views on a video. That sounds mm. like something worth staying up all night for. So we would do this. And then as we shouted about how much we were excited about the mode and how much we loved easter eggs and the story yeah. that then meant that the community would just ex basically expanded on our on our shoulders in a lot of ways because there was we were making it accessible for people to do all of these crazy quests and all of these insane yeah. things in the game and uh so the stakes got even higher nowadays it's a bit different i personally i sort of say like oh yeah like let's try and be first and stuff for for like for content purposes but I don't care really that much anymore. Like if I'm first or second or whatever, uh, what I do care about is just making sure my content's good. That's the only thing I care about. So I've got a, a, a quick story. Baptism of fire. Okay. This is how, because obviously I, I with, with you guys, I was very lucky to get invited to some kind of like, whether you used to do actual gaming events, you yep. can go to and play the game hands on and stuff. Oh yeah. And I remember <laughs> once again, it was after, it was after Zombies in Spaceland. There was a new update. There was a new map called Raven, Raven, Raven the Redwoods. Raven the Redwoods. Raven, yes, Raven sir. the Redwoods. Okay. So I went along and it was like me, Milo, uh, Dalit Pizza, that kind of like a few others from like the zombie like, who came you know, to play the game and you capture some footage 
And I remember making a video and I simply, and in this, we got like 20 minutes hands on. And at the, in the part of the game, there was a character called the slasher, right? The slasher had this chainsaw chased after you. Everyone was like, how the fuck do you kill this boss? Like he is mental. Like, how do you get past him? So all of us kind of got to a point we couldn't, we didn't get past the guy. I think maybe one of one person did, but anyway, we had the footage, had the video and I made a video and all I did on the video, it was a little bit clickbaity and it just said, how do we kill the slasher? Kind of like a question mark on, you know, on the thumbnail. Dude, I uploaded that 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 video and it's it's on my channel now and it's had about 55,000 views, right? Which for my channel is one of the top rate top videos. Yep. But the amount of hate <laughs> that video got, the amount of hate, <laughs> people thinking that I was like, this doesn't tell me how to kill a slasher, you lied. And I'm like, I literally posed the question, how how do we kill a slasher? Like, you clickbait son of a gun, no, Sam. The, the, but the, but the, you knew. Well, the video was framed around, how do we? What are the theories? What are the fan theories? Yeah. People thought I was making a statement. This is how you do it. That's very funny. And I got, <laughs> and, I, and my baptism of fire was like, I need to be, because there, there, there are people who are very, very keen to find out things. And if you are clickbaiting to any degree, which I don't think I was really, I knew what I was kind of doing, but I didn't think it would be that vicious. I was like, okay, I had to turn the freaking likes and dislikes oh, off no. to a degree because it got so bad. <laughs> Um, but at the same time, like I, so I, I, I get it. And I, I tried my hand at it and I was like, you know, kudos to you guys for kind of wait, riding that wave and doing enough to kind of keep everyone happy and not going down the kind of weird little path that I did, but my God. Yeah. And it, it's really, it's really hard, especially with what I've ended up having my channel emerge with, uh, or into with, with my guides. Um, something that I, I really, I hold with me to this day. Uh, there used to be a zombies YouTuber called Yoti Slayer, and uh, he actually passed away in like a really horrific accident uh, oh, a no. couple of years ago. Um, so, uh, but he was around during like like the early days of zombies. Like I remember like trying to beat his like world record on on some of the early zombies maps and stuff like that. And um, I remember talking to him one day, and uh, or, or I think he basically reached out and and said like your Easter egg guides are like, are, they're really special. They're just, they're just head and shoulders above everyone else's right now. Um, keep, keep it up. And he was a much bigger channel than me at the time. He was just like, keep it up because this is, this is like setting, setting the bar. Um, and I was like, oh my God, this is such a, this is such a, an honor to be, to be told this from this guy. And uh, he's, 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 he's long since passed away now, but I, in Black Ops 3, uh, really made an effort with all my guides. Like it's, it's where the sort of meme on my channel, the no nonsense guide has come from. Um, I really made a, a, an effort to cut out all of the like, please leave a like on the video guys. And oh, you should subscribe to mm -hmm. my channel and like, make sure you leave a comment and I'm doing a Classic, giveaway yeah. and all that YouTube-y stuff, right? I just sort of cut out all the faff and made sure with like, it's the bow guides is the key ones where the meme started that they are 100% correct and they're 100% no BS, no fluff. They just tell you what you need to do and that's it. They don't waste your time. Uh, mm -hmm. And so since then, No Nonsense is now a, a thing on my channel. It's like every time I post a guide, they're like, Milo, we want, a, we want a No Nonsense guide. We want a No Nonsense guide. And it means I have a really awkward position because on the one hand, I want to make a guide that's free of all nonsense and is absolutely 100% correct and has all the locations for all the spawn points and stuff like that. But on the other hand... If I don't post the guide first or within the first two or three, then it's going to get about, a, I don't know, like a fifth of the views it would otherwise get. And guides mm. are a, a really important part of my income just day to day. Mm -hmm. So if I want to be able to do things like 
pay my editors and pay the people that make thumbnails for me and do all those things, if my guides end up coming out too late, then I won't be able to. So it's yeah. it's, a, it's a weird one where I, I've got to balance the two things and I try my best to be first to post my guide, but there's always a huge amount of anxiety of, oh my God, what if I've got something wrong? What if it worked for me in my game? But that's not actually how oh you God, do it. Yeah. And how do I how do I play the game? Oh, the pressure! Times? The pressure, man. Yeah, the like pressure. I've, I've, I've got to play the game enough times to get all the footage and to understand the steps. But I also have to play the game as few times as possible because I need to get the guide out before everyone else does. And those two things do not go together. But I nah. do my best. <laughs> I do my best. Yeah, it's we appreciate tough. you, Milo. We appreciate um, you. Listen, I, I want to ask you a question. Mm. Uh, zombies, right? Are there any zombie films that you're into? Um. Not really very much. I think the weirdly zombies for me has never been about the zombies. Okay. It's been about the story that they've told and the way that they've told it with the community and the hunting and the Easter eggs and the mystery. Mm. Uh, I love that. I just love, like, I think that in another life, I probably work for GCHQ. Like I just love <laughs> secrets and, and ciphers and stuff is something I'm really interested in. And like, I've got like loads of books on site. There's actually a book back there. Um, that is like, it's in, a, it's literally, I don't know if you can, it's somewhere. I can see the books up there. Yeah. There's, yeah. A, there's mm -hmm. a box basically just there. Yeah. And inside it, there's, I could probably I get out and show you. It's like, this is just me nerding out at this point, but it's, it's worth it. It's worth it. <laughs> Oh, there's, there's the shorts, shorts again. again. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> love it, love it. It really is show and tell today, isn't it? It I is, love it's this. great. So this is, this is a, just a, an audio interface box, but inside, in the bubble wrap, is... Here it comes. I love this. It pr it's protecting this. Oh, I, 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 this is very that important. That is bubble wrap to the nines. I can, oh, oh, it wow. smells like old book. And it Ooh, looks Milo's like old Bible. book. Okay. This is... Oh, is it going to focus? What, what the hell? Oh, it's is a God mystery. It's a mystery. When it, it comes up, I'm going to read it. My face. It looks like it says the cold bananas. But I don't think that is what it says. <laughs> that sounds there like a, the Code Breakers, Breakers the by Code David Breakers. Kahn. So this is like a Bible of the history of cryptography from over the years. Um, and it is it is an unbelievable, like you've got like your your like weird code devices in the there. The Cryptexes, yeah, yeah, yeah. You've got all sorts of just unbelievably cool history. And this guy's like a full-on Sherlock Holmes area, and this is mad. This is such an amazing book. I had to get it secondhand because they're out of print. And um, and that's why I keep it wrapped up in its bubble wrap, because I just want to make sure I keep it you safe. You know what's frustrating, right? There's been, there's been elements of this podcast that have made me feel great, like the therapy session earlier. But then there are elements <laughs> where I feel like thick as pig plop talking to Milo. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a oh roller coaster and I'm riding it. Oh, dude, that's <laughs> awesome. But this is this is the thing is so I, I I'm aware that I I have a very like academic and analytical brain and like I I will tunnel vision on things and like maybe I've got some ADD going on or something but like I tunnel vision and hyperfixate on something uh, and I'm just that I just go right and so what that has meant over the years is that there's certain things I've got interested in and I've gone a bit over the top and the zombie story has been one of those things but i also really love explaining stuff to people like i've just always i used to be a, like a mentor at school like I, I just teaching is something that i've always been been a fan of i guess i think you might regret saying that sav because we got a game we like to play i mean yeah we have got a game Milo. this is this is actually it's a, it's a great segue again okay into what our game. it looks Ian, to explain things is what Milo just said we have a we have a bit of a challenge that we oh, um, what have i done we uh, we give our guests who come on our show, yeah. and you have thirty seconds, thirty seconds to as succinctly as possible describe either a video game 
or a movie. I mean, there's part of me, Sav, that's thinking maybe we ask him to, to summarise that book in 30 seconds. But I mean, it's... <laughs> summarise, go breakers. I mean, could you, I mean, what, if you were to choose a game, I mean, because like, we, you know, we talked about like kind of the retro games used to play like Pokemon Yellow. Mm. We've talked about uh, zombies. Is there any game that you think that you would like to try and summarise in 30 seconds plot-wise? Or a film. You mentioned oh. you played the Dreamcast. Were, were, were there any specific games that you played uh, on the Dreamcast? It was, no, I, I don't know it well enough to. It was an okay. old. It was whichever Mario is the one where you jump in the paintings. Which one was that? That's Mario's not a Sega game, Milo. Come on, brother. Wait, was that not on Dreamcast? No, you're talking Mario. about. You're talking about Mario 64. That's for the N64. I didn't yeah. have. I, the Dreamcast is 100% Sega. Was this Sega. A, yeah. Did I have a Chinese knockoff that played games from other. <laughs> that might have been it. By the way. Shout out to the Sega Saturn. We never talk about the Sega Saturn, Love but that the was Sega there Saturn. as well. Virtua Fighter, yeah boy. Just yeah saying boy. that was a big big one for me. I'm, you've actually blown my mind that that game was not on. I've been telling myself my whole life that that was on Dreamcast and it's all a lie. <laughs> I can't We're all that. learning. You're going to get fixated with this now, Milo. I yeah. apologize. You're going to be researching Nintendo. But, yeah. um, all right. Okay. So let's do, think let's, about let's, this. Let's do, let's do 30 seconds to break down as best as you can in that 30 seconds. Okay. I might... I Oh, I... I've, I've actually, I did a video a couple of years ago that was the whole zombie story in five minutes. And let me tell you, that, that, that was rapid. So if <laughs> okay. this is going to be... Um, Knock four minutes there. Ooh, do, you, do, you, do, you know we, do you know what we haven't, you know we, haven't we haven't kind of talked about is the new Call of Duty Vanguard, right? That's coming out soon. Is there a way, do you know, is, what do we know so far in 30 seconds? I could give you a the very game? easy, because there's much less info. I could give you a very easy recap of 30 seconds of basically how this connects to the future okay i'm into okay, that yeah let's do that okay. it's a bit, a bit forward, all right so, forward looking um, so okay. don't, don't waffle here you really got to nail this oh, all right i'm not good at that see what i did yeah i love that <laughs> thought you'd appreciate that are you gonna count me down oh, yes i am all right you've got 30 seconds in three two one let's go the current zombie story is set in the 80s and the coming zombie story in the next game is going to be set in the 40s 1945 right it's gonna be set during the war the reason for this is that the current events in the 80s are basically all the ramifications of what happened in the war and we're basically sort of fighting through the mess that was left behind so there are characters that have been speaking to us through time that will no longer be uh speaking to us through time they'll actually be speaking to us in person and we'll be playing with them to figure out what the hell was the cause of all this stuff and why the mess began in the first place oh my oh, god right there right there oh on the money baby god. okay oh that, my that god he, he hit the full stop on him as well <laughs> Jesus, right there at Jesus. the end Jeez. That, was like, that was like a photo finish it was perfect oh, right. the oh, competitive cross, cross nature the continued into our 30 <laughs> mate, second challenge that was mate that, and, and you waffled well yeah, oh. yeah, and I'm rolling on the floor now. Not literally, but like no. it, it's, it, it I'm comes gonna, to the circle. I'm going to clap because yeah, I'm, 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 I'm putting that. this out there. I'm going to put yeah. this out there. I've had a go at doing it. I mean, I did a fantastic 30-second dyad recap last week. Sav, it was actually very good. Was Sav very was good. very good. Um, Stevie had a go at it. Levin, yeah. but Milo's just top number yeah, one I there, hasn't he? Top there, mate. Thank love you. that, love that. Uh, my, mate, Milo, it's been so good to have you on, buddy. It's been, I'm, it's been a long time coming. I'm so glad it finally happened. Yeah. And we've had a good convo today as well, because I mean, talking about like kind of like the, the more personal aspects of not just the kind of like the, the, the glory, the, all the wins, but sometimes the moments as well, which are like, you know, you have to change things up, you know, think about how, yeah, how different you need to do things as well. Yep. I think it's, it's a conversation that doesn't ha happen nearly enough with creators. And uh, I've, I've basically come out the other end of that and realized that, oh my God, I wish I'd had these conversations. So it's, it's really nice to be able to chat about these things. I think it was, um, it was really insightful. I, I personally thoroughly enjoyed it, but also I'm sure that you listening um, 
really gain yeah. some for some insight from that too. So Marlo, thank you so much for opening up and and also like, you know, Sav said it's not all about the successes, but we're we're very pleased for you to get all the, the success that you have had so far in your career. Yeah, thank you. long may it continue. Be it, be it you being some kind of f- physician or being a, a, a popular creator. Either or, you can put them all together and smash it. Whatever the hell that. comes next. Whatever the hell comes yeah. along. Yeah. Next but um, yeah, and uh, this is going to be, uh, uh, this is rather than a no nonsense, I'm going to lay it all out. Do please subscribe. Do please review. Do please uh, like the video as much as you can and share this as well. And hopefully you guys have enjoyed the podcast. We'll see you on the next one. Uh, until then, take care. Thanks for listening. And we'll see you very soon. Bye-bye for now. ACAST powers some of the world's best podcasts. Here's a show we recommend. Once upon a time, a knight in shining armor slew a dragon while a princess was locked in a tower. We cool story, bro, but let us take it from here. Girl Tales is a kids podcast of feminist stories for a new generation. Girls go on adventures, take risks, and become their own heroes. We've got new stories every Monday. Find Girl Tales wherever you get your podcasts and join the fairy tale revolution today. A massive thanks to you guys for listening to this episode of the Savage Situation podcast. It's been so much fun. Uh, do as well. Make sure to check out the YouTube videos. Mentioned this at the beginning. We have all these videos of the, the episodes on YouTube. We also have as well highlight clips. So make sure to check it all out. Savage Situation podcast. You can find us on Twitter, on Instagram. You know, we want to grow this community as big as we can. And you guys have been so supportive so far and it's going to get bigger, better, faster, stronger. Thanks so much for listening. Take care and we'll see you next week. That's right, on the next one. Take care for now. Thank you and bye-bye. 